Okay, 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 Space Cadets, welcome to the Harland Highway, and uh, today is a show, well, a lot of the show is all about you. Today we dip into the Harland Highway mailbag, and uh, we go through a lot of the uh, letters that you have uh, emailed me at harlandwilliams.com. And then uh, later in the show, uh, we're going to be talking about... um, reality-type TV shows. We're going to be talking about uh, what it was like to be a baby. Uh, We're even going to be talking about uh, what it's like when you get old. Can you imagine if you lived to be 100 years old or more? So let's stop wasting time. It's the Harlan Highway! (laughs) You just made a wrong turn. Onto the Harlan Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harlan Highway. Hi, Harlan. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harlan Highway. I'm not your daddy. Yes, 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 I do get letters from uh, you folks, and uh, here's one. Uh, This uh, came in from uh, Isaac Keith Martinez, and he says, uh, Harlan, you kick ass at everything you've tried. I love you. What about photography? I bet you'd be great with a camera. Perhaps you could do uh, photographs of graveyards, or uh, how about hot dogs, maybe a sandwich? Here's the deal. Anything you put out, I buy. A book of photography is the next step. I'm telling you, pancakes will do just fine. Well, as much as I would love to do that, I I think to maybe take a shortcut to all of this, you know, the sandwiches and the hot dogs and the pancakes, dude, without disappointing you, just go to Denny's and steal a menu. They, They got all the nice colored pictures right there, man. I'm sorry. I just don't have time to compete with a Denny's menu. Who else we got here? Okay, let's see. We got Anthony Copula wrote me a letter at harlanwilliams.com. Hey, Harland, I love the podcast. Um, And uh, you asked me who we'd like to hear on the podcast, and he said, I want to hear more of Eddie calling. You know, Eddie, the guy who wants to party with people and everyone hangs up on the guy. Um, Anthony says that he would say yes if Eddie called him wanting to party. Um, So there you go. Uh, He says, you're funny as always, man. Keep it going, man. Chicken chow, man. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Anthony. And definitely summer is just around the corner So you know you're going to be hearing a lot from uh, Eddie, who's going to be calling everybody (laughs) to see if they'll party with them. So keep keep your ears peeled for our old friend Eddie. Okay, here's one, and I'm hoping it's a girl, this next uh, email. Um, It's from Chitara, which is a cool name. Now keep in mind, these might be email names. You know, some people don't leave their whole name or their real name. It's like a web name. So this is from Chitara. Just wanted to say thank you for making me laugh. 
I will never tire of sorority boys or rocket man. I hope I see you live someday. I'm so going to flash you if I do. <laughs> well, hey, man, if you're a girl, um, you know what? I hope you find me, too. If you're a guy, I'm not so interested. Um, I'm not sure what a flash from you would be all about. So so thank you, and uh, I always appreciate appreciate uh, letters where there's a promise of nudity somehow. Let's see what else we got here in the old mailbag. Okay, here is a letter to harlemwilliams.com from Brian. Uh, he's asking me about uh, something I did on television. Um, there's this one stand-up show Harlem was doing, possibly for HBO, where he made a joke about a boy and his father walking on the beach and the father yelling at his son for picking up a shell. I thought this show was hilarious, and I'm wondering what it was called or maybe where I could buy it. I think you're talking about my uh, HBO stand-up comedy special. Um, it's the one where I'm wearing the hat and the uh, cut-up vest, corduroy vest. And uh, a lot of people have requested that that uh, stand-up special over the years. Unfortunately, it was shot. I, I hate to sound old, but I think it was about 10 years ago. But it definitely resonated with people uh, because uh, it really uh, I really get a lot of letters about that one. So I'm glad you liked it. You probably have to contact HBO. I don't know if they have it out on uh, DVD or online, but uh, that was HBO. And there is another special online that you can access that was a pilot that I shot for Comedy Central that never got picked up. Uh, somehow it got leaked onto the Internet. It's kind of fun. It's about a half hour long. It's called Harlan Williams' Nature Boy. And the uh, premise of the pilot was me kind of doing like a uh, a nature hunting, fishing type show. And uh, we shot a pilot. I thought it came out quite good. It was it was kind of fun, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, ultimately Comedy Central passed on it for whatever reason. But if you want to check that out online, I think it's in two parts. It's called Harlan Williams' Nature Boy, and you can find it on YouTube. So maybe that'll fill in for the uh, HBO special you're, mi you're uh, missing. Let's see what else we got here in the Harlan Highway mailbag. Okay, this comes from Jacob Brown, and I think he's in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Jacob uh, was uh, at a screening I did, and here's his letter. Um, I went to see Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face some months ago. Let me just say I laughed my face off. I also did my computer project on you, and if I can get it off my computer, teacher, I'll send it. Okay. Um, so uh, the backstory on that is I, I have an independent film that I did called Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face. It's a ridiculous movie about a guy who meets an alien that crashed on planet Earth. I'm hoping to uh, stream it online starting in the summer, like in July or August. Uh, I have done a few sneak screenings of it here and there, and I guess uh, Jacob Brown was one of the, uh, the wild cats that was able to see it. Jacob, I thank you for your feedback. And uh, just so you know, I look forward to getting uh, Fudgy Wudgy Fudge Face out to the world 
over the internet very soon. So stay tuned for that. Let's see what else we got. Okay, let's see here. Here is a letter from Patrick. There was a TV show that you starred in. I know it was not on for long, but I was wanting to know what the name of the show was and where I can find it. I remember the premise was that your sister went off to college and you went to join her for some reason. I can't remember why. I just remember that to me that was the funniest show of its time to me, and I was sad to see it go off the air. I I hate to pop your bubble, buddy, but... uh, not me. I uh, I did not do a show about a guy going off to college to visit his sister. But sounds like a great premise. Wow. The networks have done it again. Um, the only old TV shows that you might know me from was a few years back I did a sitcom called The Gina Davis Show with actress Gina Davis. I played her sidekick and then going way back into the 90s. Good Lord. Uh, kind of the mid to late 90s, I did a sitcom called Simon. With uh, It was me uh, playing the role of Simon, and Jason Bateman, the actor, played my brother, Carl. Um, and we did that for a season. So there, uh, neither of those shows uh, deals with me going off to find my sister in college. So uh, you might be thinking of someone else. Don't know who, but it ain't me, man. So there you go, Uh, Patrick. Let's see what else we got here. Okay, here we go. This one is from Jared McCaughey. McCaughey. I I know I'm not saying it right. McCaughey. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry, Jared. But you probably know who you are. He has a show suggestion, and uh, he said he's been listening to the podcast And he goes, here's my idea for a podcast. Would you be able to dedicate a show to toys? Maybe new toys coming out on the market that you think are cool, old toys that you enjoyed, etc. I think many of your listeners would enjoy it. And I have to complain that there are absolutely no shows dedicated to toys. Please fill the gap if you may. Thank you for listening and keep up the good work. Chicken chow mein. Jared McCoggy. Hartford, Iowa. Well, you know what, buddy? That is a good topic. I don't think I ever have talked about toys. Um, and uh, I, I love toys, man. Uh, when I was a kid, I think one of my big uh, toys was uh, the Hot Wheels set. I had the little Hot Wheels set, the little orange track. It was a plastic track. You actually had to put it together with your hands, boys and girls. There were no computers, okay? We had to build things and put things together with our hands. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. What were we, pioneers? What, did I live in a log cabin? Yeah, man. I don't think kids do that. They slide a disc into their computer and their toys appear on a screen. So I had the orange um, Hot Wheels track, and then it was really cool. You could get this special piece that caused a loop. So your, your uh, Hot Wheels car would go wailing down the track, and it would do like an upside-down loop like a donut and then fly back out the other side. And I had one of these little, uh, it, was like, it looked like a little racing garage, and you attached your, your Hot Wheels tracks to that, and inside were like two spinning like turbines, kind of like when you, when you go through a car wash and you see the, 
the two spinning buffers come in from each side and do the sides of your car. Well, these things, uh, these things were spinning, and your car would get pushed through them, and it would spit your car around, and your car would go all around, all the way around the track, and then just as it was losing steam, it would go through the garage, and the garage would spit it through again. So you could sit there for hours just watching your toy Hot Wheels go around and around on a track. Um, in a way, it was kind of... You didn't really get to participate. You were kind of like a cat watching a fish in a bowl. But it was exciting to put your own toys together and stuff. Um, what was another one, man? I, I used to have a little... This is the most bizarre toy. <laughs> you might want to look for this one on the uh, on the internet. I had like... It, it was called Billy Blastoff. <laughs> And I always love the name. Sometimes I call people that when I'm on stage. I'll call them Billy Blastoff. But this was just like some kind of weird little, like it looked like a kid in an astronaut suit. And you'd put him in like a metal like spaceship and you'd kind of press buttons and lights would go off and noises. And again, it didn't really do much. You just kind of sat there and watched this mental-looking kid, Billy Blastoff, <laughs> sitting in his rocket. You know what? Maybe I do need to get a computer. They're, these toys are kind of like... I just sit there and watch them. Um, what else did I have? Uh, I guess I had, like, uh, big Tonka trucks. Like, uh, you know, like a big dump truck and uh, had Tonka truck kind of toys. Um... I ended up playing with my sister's toys a lot. They had little, like, Fisher-Price villages. One of my si little sisters had this little Fisher-Price village with a fire station, and uh, it had a mail station and a store and a restaurant, and it had all the different trucks and the different characters, and I would pretend I was God and I was running the village, and I'd move everyone around, but... Again, that gets boring after a while. You're just kind of moving things around. So, again, maybe I need some video games. Um, what else? I had a scooter, which is kind of a toy, I guess. But I, I would scoot all around the neighborhood. This was before, uh, you know, the little metal ones they have nowadays. This was like an old school, like, wooden scooter. Wheel all around. And then, uh, what else? Maybe one of my, my other favorite toys was just a stick. I used to love to pull sticks off of trees and smash things. That was probably the best toy of all. It came from nature. It was 100% pure wood. It was strong. It was resilient. You could smash things. I conquered my neighborhood with that toy. So screw the video game. Screw Billy Blastoff. Go outside and pull a branch off a tree. <laughs> And have fun with your free toy. Thanks for the topic, Jared. And uh, let's keep moving along here. Okay, here is a letter from someone named Bison Boy. Wow. <laughs> I bet he's a hairy dude. Um, his letter is this, and I guess it was based off a topic I did uh, on one of the podcasts. I was talking about truck tires how you're driving down the highway and you see like these strips of rubber all the way down the road 
Looks like someone's bacon sandwich blew apart. Um, well, uh, his uh, comment on that topic was, uh, Howdy, big fella. Big rig tires are so expensive to replace that they take the old worn-out tire and slap a new layer of tread around it, which peels off sometimes. It's called a retread. I think I'm going to give my old ribbed condom a re-ribbing. Oh, God. Oh, I don't want to see that rolling down the middle of the highway. Your reused condom. God, that'd be like running over a snake that drank too much. Squish! Um, so there you go. There's uh, some of your letters here to the uh, Harland Highway. You can write your letters to uh, to harlandwilliams.com. Just go to the website. And you'll see the link. And you can send me your comments, your uh, stories, your jokes, your letters, whatever's on your mind. Um, I do appreciate it. It's great to hear from uh, you listeners out there. Um, keep them short. Don't make your letters too long. But uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Let's close it up. And uh, that's it for letters. We've got letters. I got a letter that I would love to write um, to, uh, here we go. Yeah, that's angry letter opening. Ah, I want to write a letter to uh, National Geographic, the Discovery Channel, the Animal Planet, all these shows, the, all these, uh, these cable networks or any network at all that keep producing these shows. Okay, it started with the world's dirtiest jobs. Okay, uh, this was a show about a guy who, uh, you know, would find horrible jobs like cleaning sewers or cleaning uh, metal or, uh, you know, sh- shoveling a stable. So they did a show. Now they got a show called The World's Deadliest Repairs. <laughs> it's, it's a show about a guy who runs around. And if there's like a big tall building or a precarious uh, ledge or radio tower that needs uh, maintenance, this guy lands on it in a helicopter. I mean, it, it's just show after show. It's like they're finding anything. Uh, world's deadliest paper cuts with your host, Johnny Paperboy. And world's biggest dog craps. With your host, Billy McGee, we're spanning the globe looking for the biggest piles of dog crap on the sidewalk, and we're going to investigate them. You know, it's just like world's biggest helicopter blades. Uh, worst uh, worst uh, paint jobs on a house this premiering this week on Nat Geo. Right enough. It's it's like any simple little topic, and suddenly it's a show, man. Good Lord. It's not that interesting, is it? Maybe it's just me. I don't know. It's okay for like a one or two, but to build a series around it? What are you doing this week, Paul? Well, I guess uh, 
I guess there's an old rickety barn that needs to be fixed over there in Vermont, so we're going to take the whole camera crew and uh, we're going to go do an hour show while I straighten a barn. Oh, yeah, mind if I uh, put a bullet through my head so I don't have to sit through that crap? Yeah, why don't you do that, and then later we'll see if we can repair your skull. We'll make a show out of it. You son of a bitch. Hey, that's what I do. I fix things. Yeah, so there's there's the letter I want to send. Um, what about you? Who's someone you'd like to send a letter to? Um, you can let me know. 323-215-1486. Get all your anger out in a letter. I love little babies' facial expressions. Because they're so little. There's, their minds are so new. <laughs> little babies. Next time you see one, watch its face. They don't know when to end or start a facial expression. Like you or I, you know, we'll start laughing. We're like, ah, ha, 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 and then the laughter dies, and we're just kind of normal. Or we can look angry, or we can shoot someone a look, or we can look surprised or sad or scowl or grimace. But watch a baby's face, man. It's hilarious. They crack me up. They don't know when to start or stop anything. They could be, like, giggling. And then their face just goes right from the giggle into a frown. And then they just sit there and they look all confused. They're like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden their eyes go wide and they're like, ah! <laughs> and then from that, right into a crying fit. And then maybe right into sleeping. It's so funny to watch. Their, their faces are like continually in motion. There's no pauses in their expressions. I know, just a weird observation. (laughs) You'll be thanking me, man. Next time you see a baby, just watch its face. And for any babies listening to my show, uh, let me just say this. Oh, yeah, don't you miss being a baby? Isn't it hard to believe that you really were a baby at one point? I mean, look at yourself right now. Look at yourself. Look and see uh, the hair on your arms, your polished fingernails, your long, slender legs, your giant beer gut, your beard. Feel the texture of your skin. Is it rough? Is it getting old? Is it bumpy? Look how tall you are. You're like probably well over four, five, six feet. Right? And then think. That at one point in time, you were just this little bundle of like ivory white or nice uh, dark brown or whatever color or race you are. You, you were just this little bundle of, of like a pound and a half. Well, not that light, but maybe as a baby you were like six, seven, eight, nine, ten pounds. <laughs> Imagine yourself, 10 pounds, man. Can you imagine if you could get back to that weight? All the dieting and all the pills and all the Jenny Craigs. You get back to your baby weight. 
Man, Jim, have you been uh, Jenny Craigan, man? Yeah, dude, I'm back to my baby weight. How much do you weigh, man? Like, you got to be under 100. Yeah, I'm 10 pounds, man. How, excuse me? I'm I'm down to 10. Feeling really good, too. I can do tons of push-ups and, oh, man, you should see. I can chin up. I can do chin-ups for hours and and breastfeeding. I can do that forever now. What? Nothing. But uh, just that you were at one point in time this delicate little tiny soft little fluffy ball of humanity. Then we kind of grow and our skin gets older and harder and coarser. Lines start to form on our once pristine faces that were like as smooth as a Ming vase. Now they're kind of weather beaten and you can see the laugh lines and the cracks and the It's like you've been a sailor out on a sponge ship. You're out collecting coral and sea urchins out on the open sea. Your sea-worthy, sea-weary face. God. Oh. Remember your eyes when you were a baby? They used to be big. Your Your eyes were huge and cute. You looked like a Disney character. And for some reason, as we got older, our... Eyes like got, I don't know, they closed a bit and they, they got meat around them and they, I don't know, they just, they don't, they, they didn't stay big and wide and crazy like a baby. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I guess the good news is we're not all running around uh, pooping our pants and throwing up baby food all over the place, right? Right, people? I hope you're not. Oh, there goes somebody. I'm 100 years old. <laughs> yes, indeed. Huh? Where am I? Huh? Who, who am I? Where? <laughs> who out there wants to live to be 100 years old? I mean, how do you get there? How do you do it? Eat yogurt and cottage cheese for the rest of your life? Do you just lay in bed most of the day? Don't stress your body or your mind? Maybe if I lay on the couch here all day, I'll live to be 100 years old. I guess that would be most of us here in America, right? How many of you spend hours and hours a day laying on the couch, watching the old telly? Maybe we found the fountain of youth. With a lazy lifestyle. How'd you live to be a hundred, man? Well, I laid in the backyard and got a suntan, and then I went in the house and drank some lemonade and laid on the couch, and then that pretty much wiped me out, so I went to bed. Wow, what'd you do when you woke up? Oh, I just sat in the backyard on the patio, and then I laid on the couch and watched 17 hours of William Shatner movies. Oh, yes, I guess that's the other end of the spectrum, huh? When uh, when you live to be a hundred, when you live to be a century, man. Can you imagine saying that, adding that to your, uh, your resume? I lived for a century. That's a long time, man. A hundred years. Tortoises, like tortoises live a hundred years and more. You know? 
I don't know that that much else lives to be a hundred. You know, trees, some trees, um, but I don't know, man. I guess we we become a lot like tortoises once we hit a hundred, right? We just kind of move around real slow, and it looks like we don't have any teeth left, and our skin gets kind of old and scaly, and we kind of walk bow-legged, barely moving at all. We just mostly eat lettuce and leaves. We wander out into the garden because we're half insane, and we just start eating leaves off the off the trees and the bushes in our yard. Hey, where's Grandpa? The, oh, there he is outside. He's eating pine needles. Well, that's okay, man. That tree needed a trim anyhow. That'll that'll save us some bucks. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um. Wow, a hundred years old. Interesting. I wonder if you or I will get to the century mark. That is pretty wicked, man. A hundred years old. I wonder, I, this is ridiculous that I'm even going to ask this, okay? <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to ask this question, but, and I don't really want to know the answer, but, uh, what uh, what is a hundred year old? <laughs> I can't believe it. What I'm about to ask is what what would a hundred year old fart be like? Okay, what the hell? Some guy that's a hundred years old blasts a fart. Okay, wow. What the hell would that be all about? <laughs> uh. Disgusting, man. I mean, just I—I I mean, I just picture a guy standing there, and it's like, and like dust flies out of his butt. You know, just like, like a little mini dust storm. Oh, it's got to be wicked. Okay, maybe maybe we don't want to live to be a century year old. Hey, Grandpa, what's it feel like to be a hundred years old? A whole century. What's it feel like? Yeah. <laughs> oh, such a deep thinker here on the Harland Highway. Uh, hey, that's it for today. We're going to leave you with the thoughts of a hundred-year-old fart floating around your head. <laughs> Would I do anything less for you, folks? Um, hope you had a good time. Hope you do live to be a hundred. Um, so we can just keep on listening to the Harland Highway for a century. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and until next time, uh, you know what? Chicken chow made, baby. It's the Harland Highway. Wait a minute. How am I going to scratch my... Oh, my God.